first of all, I need to apologize to absolutely nobody. Let's fucking go! Hey, so I was searching for something really fucking hard, bro. Um, I was in a dark place. I was a content whore at that point. Um, my life at home was pretty bad. I get called out to work quite a bit at the time, I think, because it was winter time. And I stumbled across Wes Watson. I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? I'm like, fuck yeah, I can ride with this guy. And then, uh, yeah, the mastermind, the mansion mastermind, fucking Kyle steps up. And it's like, I think it's like one in the morning when I'm watching this, I'm at fucking work. And he steps up and he's just like, you know, I'm a fucking firefighter. I got kids. And I was like, fuck, man, that's me. Like, I'm fucking working. I got kids. I'm like, fuck, you know? And, man, I something just... Something just told me that's it. You know what I mean? Like, it just... It's like, okay, let's, let's see what this is about. Welcome to the Superhuman Fathers Transformation Podcast. If you're listening to this, you're about to witness some of the most incredible transformations that have ever happened on the planet. And just by listening to this, you will be inspired to have your own transformation. If you're listening to this for the first time or you're one of the brothers in the brotherhood, go leave a review on the podcast and let the brother or member know how amazing they did and how incredible their transformation was. I'm Kyle Carnahan, founder of Superhuman Fathers, and not only am I going to change your life, I'm going to get you ripped as fuck. The guy we're going to interview right now is is one of the most savage transformations we've had. Not to mention, he's had some of the most the the most impact in this community, which is also always correlated with our transformations. The amount of time serving our brothers. But also, man, you guys know BJ. Like, if you guys didn't know him, it was six or seven months ago. We're going to get in here and, and talk about him. I'll, we'll, I'll show you guys the picture in a moment. Um, but also the way he talks, dude. This guy straight became a philosopher. You guys know how I always say, like, hey, you guys should get a quote every day. You should see the quote he posted this morning. Freaking psycho. It's like he's, he's tapped in, man. Anyways, we'll, we'll let guys get in here. Um, let's see, Brad, dude, it's What's coming up? soon. Let's see. Oh yeah, yeah, Brad, your your day of posting is is coming. Brad, you sexy mother freaker. You Whoa. know that? Love you. Wow. Yeah, you hungry? <laughs> <laughs> One more. <laughs> All right, let's see who else we got, dude. Matt, dude, I saw your reel from today, and it just put the biggest smile on my face, Matt Powell. Like, I just – I seriously, I just sat, like, looking at it, like, ear to ear. <laughs> and it said something like, I don't know what you said. I was like, don't fucking mess with me. Or I was like, let's go. Yeah, dude. So we'll let guys – I really want to make sure he gets in here because uh, BJ has impacted a lot of guys. Now – um. When I spoke with BJ, the first time I spoke with him, um, 
think he's in his garage. I can't remember exactly, but I just remember this face. That he, yeah, Corey, he is a savage. But you know, he just had this face, this this mug. He just kind of was like the whole time, like he made a little smirk, but like it was almost like at the end of my the whatever I vomit on everybody when they the, they begin this program. He just kind of gave me this nod, and I didn't really, I couldn't read him a hundred percent, you know, like I knew there was something special about him, um, but he just kind of went like, like it hit him like a ton of bricks, but I couldn't see it. Like I don't know if he didn't want to show me, but he just got it. And since that started, it's not like he didn't miss, but he just didn't stop. And he also, and I really mean that the way he speaks is different. And I, I don't know if we're going to dig in there. I, I, I didn't even give him questions before this. We're just going to dive into this interview, and we're going to see what he has to say. But I, I want you guys to really listen up because he's got a message. He does. He's got a message. I don't know if he'll tap into it. He probably would say I'm full of shit. He's just an average dude. But he has a message. And so I, I, I'm going to try to tap into it today with him, or we are together. And if you guys have questions for him, already start thinking about it. Um, but BJ, let's, let's get into this. And I want you to put us in the position that you were in maybe the week or two before I know Brian is jacked. <laughs> He's getting more jacked. He's like more jacked than he was when he was posted, dude. The guys in their fifties, they're making us young bucks look, look weak sauce, but all right, BJ, Maybe week to two weeks before you join the program. What are we thinking? How do we come into this? Why'd you pull the trigger? What's going on? Well, first of all, I need to apologize to absolutely nobody. Let's fucking go. Let's go. <laughs> hey, so I was searching for something really fucking hard, bro. Um, I was in a dark place. I was a content whore at that point. Um, my life at home was pretty bad. I'd get called out to work quite a bit at the time, I think, because it was winter time. And I stumbled across Wes Watson. I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? I'm like, fuck yeah, I can ride with this guy. And then, uh, yeah, the mastermind, the ma mansion mastermind, and fucking Kyle steps up. And it's like, I think it's like one in the morning when I'm watching this. I'm at fucking work. And he steps up and he's just like, you know, I'm, I'm a fucking firefighter. I got kids. And I was like, fuck, man, that's me. Like, I'm fucking working. I got kids. I'm like, fuck, you know. And, man, I something just, something just told me that's it. You know what I mean? Like, it just... It's like, okay, let's let's see what this is about. Um, I honestly could have just easily not clicked that application button, but I was in so much pain that I was just trying to, you know, find what was out there for me. I tried crypto two years ago, you know, tried this, tried that. This is the way out, money. And the whole time I'm not fixing the problem. And uh you know, online, there's a lot of guys that are savages and different personalities that you don't really see in your own life. And, you know, what Wes is one of them. 
Kyle's on his mastermind, and I'm like, fuck, bro. Let's fucking, let's check this shit out. You know, and then the rest is history from there, right? Um, but the pain that I was in when when I clicked that button, man, uh, it's a lot, man. It's a lot. Um, I had all the blessings in the world, man. I have, I have an absolutely gorgeous wife. I have a beautiful wife. Um, I got four kids and I had everything that a guy should have around him to make him, you know, realize, you know, there's life worth living. And I just, I had got so bad, man, with some of the um, injuries I had, physical pains, some of the broken dreams, um, a lot of letdowns, a lot of losses. Every time I'd go into a new season of life, it was just fucking crushed, bro. Like, like absolutely fucking crushed. And I was spiraling, man. I started drinking every day. I mean, you know, familiar with Pornhub, Pornhub, you know what I'm saying? Like, hell yeah. Pornhub, alcohol. Uh, I, I would do about anything to try to escape from what I didn't know how to fix, man. And it got to be to the point where it was so bad that, uh, you know, my marriage was... I was getting ready to throw all of it away. I had the, I had kids right in front of me every single day and it wasn't enough. You know what I mean? We all talk about that. Like, oh, I'll do anything for my kids. Well, you know, it, uh, let's, Hey, let's, let's take a moment to look at that man. I'm not look, look at right that moment. And we're going to see the mm -hmm. difference of BJ right now. Let's, let's do that. I'm going to share my screen. Okay. So give me a moment. Should go in a second here. That's what we're just going to take. I just want you guys to look at the pain. He's talking about the guy on the left here. Check this out. See, that's who he's talking about. Right there. How long ago was that, BJ? Um, maybe six months from today. Five months between the two pictures, maybe. Something like that. Let's see. How, ma how many pounds down are we? Uh, that was 53 right there, I think. What do you think the biggest difference is between this man on the right? Look at that. What's the biggest difference between these two men? At least 50 pounds. <laughs> True. So I would joke around and say that uh, the guy, when Chris sent me that, the mileage, I was laughing out loud, right? And I sent him a response. I said, the dude on the left is a straight fucking killer, you know, just joking around. <laughs> but, I mean, there's some truth to that because really the only difference was the guy on the left was about to, you know, he was about to kill himself, bro. And the guy on the right would fucking kill anybody for you guys. I didn't know who any of you guys were. I mean, I, you know, like straight up. Um, first of all, Whoever makes me cry is fucking gay, okay? Let's just get that out of the way, because I can't... I'm going for it. Uh, I'm coming after you, bro. We'll snuggle later. <laughs> man, uh, this means a lot. This means a lot, and I I cannot... I cannot express to you 
what each and every one of you guys have done for me. And my wife and my kids and uh, the only thing I know to do is just to fucking fight for you guys every day, man. And that's, there's, there's places that we need to go. There's places that you guys individually need to fucking become. There's power that you guys individually need to learn how the fuck to step into. And I know for a fact that there is something here with this fucking group that Kyle started, that Ryan's here starting, that Flores is with here. Like, there is something here, and I fucking broke down on that Zoom that day because I feel shit. And I don't really know exactly how to explain it fully because it's been there my whole life. And this seems to be some sort of a an ecosystem where it just really, it really extracts all this shit that's been suppressed with me individually my whole life. And um, the the love I have for you guys is like, man, I, I just, I, I can't, I cannot fucking express like how much you guys fucking mean to me. And I, I know I keep saying that, but it also comes with a, a sense of like uh, an urgency, you know, like uh, let's ride or die. You know, I, I, dude, I've had some moments I've had some moments where I'm like, I will, I will straight die for these motherfuckers, man. Like straight up, like let's fucking go. And I'm not, and it's not even, I have said this before, but it's not even, it's not like on some dumb, I don't know what I'm doing. Oh man, one more drink. Let's go do some dumb shit. No, this is like, this is, uh, you guys are my people, man. I've been. I've been needing something like this my whole life. Um, and I know I'm getting oh, sentimental and shit here, but I'm just I'm just saying oh, I you love guys it. have meant the world to me, man. I love it, BJ. Let's go back. So we start the program. You kind of lean into it. Was it from the very beginning that you had those feelings? Was there doubt? When did you start to feel like maybe did you believe you could achieve this right out the gates? You know, because you were, man, you were in your uniform at work on the train tracks, freaking lifting logs and doing burpees and shit. But yeah, what what does that transition look like into, is it belief? What is it? It was a willingness to, I, honestly, I say I was running from the boogeyman, um, whatever that is. Um, I knew something was telling me that my chances were over. And if I didn't find something or figure out how to unfuck myself somehow, that it was going to get really bad because I, I have a big heart and I love a lot and I've causes me to be, you know, I've been let down a lot in my life. I feel like that, that's some of my pain from the people that's been the closest to me. And, uh, I just knew that I knew what was on the line. You know, it, it's, it's, it's as simple as that. It was, it was really life or death for me. I, I knew in my mind, I was like, I've got to do something and let me, it was kind of like, let me just see what this is about. To be honest, it had nothing to do with fitness. Like when I was younger out of high school, my dream was to become a professional fighter. So I have 
I have been in I've been in the the oven of some some straight elite athletes before. You know, I've I've been I've been rolled up like a pretzel. I've been fucking smashed. I've had my nose broke several times. Um uh that's just training. That's not even my fucking injuries I'm talking about. So I knew that physically I knew I was willing to do whatever the fuck it took. You know what I mean? That wasn't really a question with me. I just I didn't really know what I was looking for besides the fact I just didn't want to die. And I had a beautiful little baby girl and, you know, and it's just different, bro. It's just, you know, like something just kind of tells you, like tapping you on the forehead, like, hey, wake up, you know, wake up. Let's go. Okay, let's go there. So let's say there's someone right now in in the group that's feeling like you did or maybe Mm -hmm. in a similar position. What is what did you learn from superhuman fathers or what advice can you give them to start making moves to feel like you feel now or to achieve daily what you achieve daily? Unlearn everything that you think you've learned. 100% take all the fear of speaking and and like uh, you know overthinking just sharing anything and just tap into the community. And you don't necessarily have to blast off on a Zoom but DM somebody or reach out offline and, and and start getting your wheels turning with another guy that's been in there. And just, you have to tap into this community because there is a divine synergy that bounces back and forth between men to men in this group. And it's real. And there's guys in here that are anointed by God in different levels. And that is where you can get it at. And it's not something that you can say in words. It is something that is 100%. It is like a sense. It's an ability. It's a feeling. It's a. It's the Holy Spirit. It's whatever the fuck you want to call it. It's, it's something that we all share as human beings and walking through this earth as men. But you find it here. But you can't grab a hold of it if you don't participate. And if you're looking for a fitness program, it ain't going to happen for you like that. You know, and... You need to be vulnerable and you need, you need to just stop being scared about it, you know? So in those moments of hardship right now, because they don't go away, you said to grab onto it. What do you mean by that? And how do you grab onto whatever the hell you're talking about? You're talking about grabbing hold, grabbing hold of uh, the group? Yeah, what, yeah, maybe that's it. What What do you mean by that? Like, how how do you... When you have that moment of negotiation, that moment of compromise that's arriving because you have a lot of pain in your life that normally would cause the the average man to compromise his values. Are there tools that you have or is there a strategy that you you use? I mean, you do fucking savage shit, dude. Crazy shit. Or up early rucking, like through your hard job with you in your family. How how do you do that in that moment? What are you doing? How are you thinking? I want to hear your self-talk, BJ. That's what I want to hear. It changes. So there's different things I tap into and I learn how to extract meaning. I learn how to attach meaning to everything. The more I'm involved with the, like, so, so like sometimes it would be first early on, it would be in the group, you know, like some shares on the zooms like realizing that realizing that I'm not isolated, I'm not alone. Like there's guys over here dealing with stuff, you know, the hard four o'clock, three 30 in the mornings, I would be like, why the fuck am I doing this? It's like, Oh, he's doing that. 
or, you know, his pain over here or the losses that some of these men have had. And it's the, it's the thing that Trey was talking about at the, you know, the thing we all share that pain, you know, you, I, I'm just able to tap into it, man. I don't, I think it's because I have a lot, <laughs> you know, it's just natural. I have a big heart. I want to help people and I have a lot of pain and it's really just as simple as that. And, um, so I attach meaning, like, I, I think about you guys a lot, like when I'm doing that stuff, but then I also think about my pain, like whatever that pain is that I'm always, like, it doesn't really go away. Like it's still there. I just, I'm just more or less like, fuck you today, you know, instead of just like sitting there and like, I'm supposed to have this pain. Like this was meant for me it's more or less like i'm braver now because i'm surrounded by a group of guys i'm not you know there's a belief that goes into is that, that different is that different than you used to look at it and how did oh, you yeah. look at it before compared to now that's a fun question hmm. Hmm. you know i would say like it's i'm able to i'm able i thought it was over before I got in this program, I'm like, fuck, bro. I got gray hair around my ears. It's like, I'm 41, 42. You're able to dream again like we were when we were nine and 10, you know? It's like, you're a little boy and you have dreams and you have dreams and, you know, it could be anything, but nobody's putting any limitations on you at that point because those are your dreams and there's no limitations. There's none, right? And then, I think I think I was able to kind of go back to that. I, I'm like I'm able to dream again. I'm like man, there's things out there. You know, I can, I can, uh, I can do anything. Just like I was when I was ten again. You know, it's like I used to play basketball till it was dark midnight, thinking I was gonna you know be in the NBA. But now I can. It's like I'm a little you know. It's the same mindset. It's like man, fuck all these guys that tell you you ain't shit. You know, and and it can be people that's close to you too. You know, it's I, I catch it all the time, man. I catch it all the time, even right now to this day, you know, being posted isn't really, <clears throat> doesn't really matter as much as it's about you guys, man. It really is to me. It's, a, it's about you guys. It really is. I'm trying to answer your questions, but I'm, I'm that, so full of that gratitude. Was, that and love, might, but... might've been one of the most powerful statements I've ever heard in my life. I know exactly what that feeling is. Mm -hmm. And if you guys hear that, please dig, dig into that. Try to tap into that. Live in such a way that you can dream again. The free man. That was powerful, BJ. Thank you. That struck a chord, man. Shit, I didn't know that was coming, bro. How did you make me cry? You're the one. Hey, it's you, bro. All right. It's just real shit, bro. Now, hey, I want to, before we get some questions, I got a couple things I want to run run through. Um, go. This is your time, just, dude. Just so, I'll just shut just, up. Now, just so you guys know, okay, I tried really hard not to speak up during this whole whatever the fuck just happened with me getting posted. I wasn't even planning on getting posted. I never look at my workouts. I don't know how many workouts. I think I'm like 400 something. Like, I, I, I don't look at the little things, okay? I never cared about being posted. I knew someday I would, but there was things that were way more important to me. Um, There's things that... I've, I've been through like physically that have caused a lot of problems with some of this stuff in the program. I've never been a power lifter and 
I, I know somebody out here in the Zoom needs to hear this shit because I'll just give you a rundown. So I used to I used to always be the little guy. I, I was real good at band. I love music. I always love music. So I played the trumpet. And then I got in high school, was in marching band, right? You know, I played cool trumpet band. and marching band. Yeah. Kyle played trumpet and marching yeah. band, BJ. I also well, played I was, trumpet. Yeah, I was better than Kyle at trumpet. I was probably first chair. <laughs> yeah, I never Come made on, first bro. chair. I never made first chair. I was like third. Yeah, first, yeah. I, did, I didn't either, man. I was like second. But I've always loved music, right? And we had like one of the best music schools. So I was real athletic, but I love music so much. Getting high school, real good at music, kind of causes problems with the cool kids, right? I'm kind of the little, the little guy still, band nerd, all that stuff. And I'm like, man, on the inside, I know who I am, but it just starts building, you know, it's just start the, the impact, you know, it just starts building and building and building. I get out of high school, right? And I'm like, fuck this shit. And uh, I'm like, I, I'm going to be a, I'm going to be a cage fighter. Like, because there's something about that that I resonated with because it strips everything away and it's as real as it gets. There's no excuses. It's just, what have you laid on the line? What have you sacrificed? And are you brave enough to do this? It's like, I'll do it. I want to do that. But it was part of me was like, I wanted to live. Like I needed to, I need, I knew I needed to do something like that extreme and and I, I thought, you know, I, I was all about it, bro. I would I would manifest and dream about that shit, right? Okay. So I started training. I had a, my oldest son when I was 22. And that was the most turbulent time in my life. It's trying to transition, chasing the dream of being a professional fighter. Went through a lot of custody stuff to try to, it, it was bad, bro. Um, I had to deal with him being a thousand miles away sometimes. Um, I had to fight, I had to fight for him and me and my mom ended up kind of co-parenting him to this day. Um, but that was that, that kind of just, you know, it's just like another hit, boom, you know, life, boom. And so when he wasn't with me, I didn't know what to do. So I would either go train to fight MMA or I would go out and go hard in the paint with whatever the fuck you laid on the table, alcohol, women, dude, women, I mean, Dude, I, I had, like, back in MySpace days, I had, you know, this girl, that girl, different, you know, it, it was crazy. I was trying to get my mind off of it. Well, leading up to that, I was training in the gym. It's called Hook and Shoot here in Evansville. And there's some guys that went on to fight UFC and stuff. That was, like, the local promotion. Well, I trained at the gym with some of those guys, and they did Bodog Fight. They had, like, a reality show that came to the gym. And I'm like, well, this is already what the fuck I'm going to do anyways. So they started filming every Saturday. So I, we would do this show. And episode four, um, November 24th, 2007, I was supposed to have my first MMA fight in March of 20, 2008. And I couldn't stand when my son wasn't with me. So I went out and me and a buddy went to a house party. And, um, you know, I started drinking Jaeger and just trying to, you know, like I do. And there was some commotion in the in the in the party, and like this bigger dude was kind of picking on one of the guys I was with. I walked in and I just, you know, just kind of took my shirt off. I was like, "Fuck that shit! You want to pick on somebody? Pick on me. Let's go." And he kind of looked at me like I'm crazy, right? And at the time, I'm like, you know, I'm training and I'm just trying to like release stuff. Well, one thing led to another, and we go out to the street later on, 
uh, this was way after the fact. And uh, we was, I was leaning against the car and uh, some guys, the same guy, the guy that wouldn't fight me fair, got some guys and I, I was leaning against my car and they, uh, they came up behind me and uh, they, they just like sucker punched me, you know, tried to pin me down and stuff. Well, in the meantime, they didn't knock me out or anything, but in the meantime, little dude with a uh, grabbed a bat and uh, they crushed my ankle against the curb of the street and, and all that. And so I proceeded to keep standing up and I got out from underneath my car. But when I got out, I had jeans on and I didn't have a fucking left foot anymore. Like the shit was just gone. Like, you know, and uh, everybody just like, when I got up, you know, everybody scattered and shit. And uh, so I've got a life sentence with that. And so my dreams of, you know, having my fight coming up was gone. I couldn't even fucking do shit. You know, I was in the hospital for four days. I was 192, got down to like 163 at the hospital. I was in a hospital bed at my house. I was pissing in a jug for a while. And uh, I still feel it every single morning when I wake up doing this program. And there's a lot of stuff I can't do. And I was off work for a while. I came back and I was like, fuck these motherfuckers. So I got straight into boxing because I'm right-handed. I can push off my right foot. We'll see if I could pivot on my left foot. And when I got into boxing, I think from the impact of the, uh, that, you know, the other accident, I, I have thoracic outlet syndrome. So I couldn't, I couldn't throw a left punch without it. My left arm would shut down. So raise my left arm, turn my head to the right. I have zero pulse in my left arm. So I tried PT. It didn't work. You know, and once again, my dreams are just fucking like <laughs> shattered. So I ended up having a surgery at Vanderbilt, Nashville. They removed my rib. And so my scaling muscles are gone in my neck right here. And uh, so during this whole program, I haven't been able to do much, bro. Uh, so some of you guys that are able to do stuff, just stop being a bitch. <laughs> just stop being a bitch about it because there's power on the other side of that shit. And Dude, I wake up with pain every single fucking day. And I never wanted to say shit about that because it didn't fucking matter. You know, it just didn't fucking matter. And uh, I can't, uh, you know, I was trying to do the pull-up challenge, try to do push-ups to myself. About day 90, something hit me around Memorial Day. And uh, I couldn't do push-ups anymore. And I still didn't say much. I had to go get an MRI. Got back to my chiropractor. And chest day was today. It's hard, bro. It's hard for me, and I'm still trying to figure it out. So it causes a lot of mental shit with me, right? Because I'm like, fuck, bro. It's like I just can't. I'm I'm out of alignment for life. I can't do shit, you know? But it's like, <laughs> look. Look what the fuck I did, you know? So stop being a bitch about some of this shit with the fucking app. Stop being a bitch about I can't hit my fucking macros. Figure it the fuck out. Figure it the fuck out. Okay? I wake up every fucking morning. And I kick my left foot to the side. And it's stiff because it's fun. I got to get it going, bro. I can't. Like. It's. You know. I never wanted to say shit. I never fucking altered the plan. I never hit Flores up about none of that shit. I did five pounds. I did the fucking bar, little, whatever the fuck I could do, bro. And uh, it's been rough, bro. <laughs> it's been rough. 
it's been rough and i didn't have the gym all the time yeah i just do what the fuck i could by the tracks you know on company time fuck them whatever you know this is life or death for me you know and uh so that's a little bit of my story and then also i just kind of want to touch on the fact that it got so bad that i was confiding into i i, I cheated on my wife last year with a girl four thousand miles away and it was nothing physical but nonetheless, I broke her trust, you know, and uh, I was playing a game on my phone and, you know, one thing led to another and, <laughs> you know, I just escaped with her on Facebook Messenger every day and just, you know, it's like, man, I could get my marriage right. I drink to go escape and have somebody to talk to and lean on right. Well, she caught me somehow got on my computer and got the fucking message one day as she's messaging me back. And I'm like, oh, shit. And so my wife that already had trust issues and her own issues in life, I got debt to pay now. So I've, I've got to be the king. I have to. I've got to be the king. I'm surrounded by evil queens in my life, and that is one reason why I changed my name to king. is because my entire life I'm surrounded by evil queens that constantly find a way to take kingdoms down before men can actually stand the fuck up and take control and govern their own people and raise their own fucking kingdom. And that's just one reason why I did that. So a little bit about me with that shit. And then uh, also I'm going to say something. I want everybody to listen to this shit. I just told myself I was going to do it. So I wrote this shit when I was 17 or 18 I was hurting this before I met my before I met my real dad. And uh I actually wrote a rap to like a three six mafia beat, but I'm not gonna do that shit. But I want you guys to listen to this shit because it's the only thing that I wrote down that I remembered, and it resonates with me to this day, and I think it'll resonate with you. I keep seeing this same vision, different voices coming running through my head. Mystic courses that I travel will unravel what God said. To my conscious as I haunt this with precision so precise. I'm trying to roll a seven, but I only have one of the dice. Will it be nice to know the price upon the purchase of my fate? Just once or twice a bigger slice so that I know that it's okay. To be above the evil tricks the devil always tries to play. To make you strive to stay alive and just to see a brighter day. But that's okay, because I'm going to stay until I see a ray of light. My instinct's always saying left and then my body's saying right. And then my conscious saying yes, and then my heart is saying no. It's like a tug of war, no slack to the rope. I just cannot let go. There you go. Fuck yeah! That was awesome. Woo! We just want to sit in this, B BJ. We just want to sit in this for a moment. That's now I want you to wrap you. it. <laughs> Put the beat on. So hey, BJ, you got some hands, dude. Honestly, I, I know guys got comments and questions. Matt, Corey, you can go for it. But you're gonna I need you to put your, your hand down after this. But if BJ has impacted you in your pursuit. To whatever you're, you're wherever you're headed in this program, did you put a hand up? I don't care if you're new too. If you talk to BJ, can you please put a hand up? 
You guys see to scroll through, please. Would you guys scroll through, please? Do you see that? Why, why do you think he has that meaning in that deep darkness? He leverages it for you. Now we'll take Matt and we'll go to Corey. And I know there's others that want to share or either thank or ask questions. You can take your, your little hand down, your little emoji down now. BJ, that's just a, a, a small, small number of those you've impacted, including me. So thanks, bro. Go for it, Matt. All right. Man, BJ, you know. You're my guy, man. Way back in the beginning, uh, we, we kind of started together, and BJ reached out, sent me a message. I think it was a voice message, and I was like, oh, fuck no, I'm calling you. And, uh, man, we talk probably sometimes three, four, five times a day. Like, we just get on the phone and bullshit uh, about everything. Big, big, deep stuff to, you know, fucking Legos, whatever. Um and just, you know, instrumental in my journey. Uh, but the biggest thing that I just, I love this story. I want to mention it here is uh, one day, uh, you know, you guys, if you remember my story in the beginning, because of my brain injury, I had a lot of trouble with burpees. And my brain doesn't communicate uh, with the rest of my body for, for a lot of things. But uh, so I... I'm on Instagram and I'm watching this dude do these fucking burpees and uh, in the gravel with gloves on and jeans. And I was like, well, fuck, if this dude can do fucking burpees in the gravel, you know, I can figure this shit out. So I, I put in the effort, man, and I started doing it. I made that video. And then BJ hits me up and says, hey, man, you really inspired me to do burpees. And I'm going to do more burpees because of your video. And I was like, yeah, man. I was like, there's this guy on Instagram. His father's unlimited. And he inspired. And he's fucking father's unlimited. So his video inspired me. And I didn't know it was him. And then just that that whole circle of life, man. Uh, yeah. Let's go. It's, uh, it. it, it the circle of life, bro. And you know, you know who you've affected in here. You see the hands up and you got more work to do, man. That's the big thing. You got more work to do. And I just, uh, you're my brother and uh, I'll rob with you any day. Let me just say something because I'm not going to let you get off the hook without me speaking about you. And there's a lot of guys in here that I fucking absolutely love. But man, me and you can connect on some of that dark on the edge of the cliff, you know, life or death, like soldierism, let's fucking go, like the real shit, but the pain shit. I, I told you, bro, like some of you guys don't fucking know this, man. Like, you know, with some of my shit that I can't do, it, it's still hard. And 
I reached out and told him it was like three, what is it, three months ago or something. I was in the gym and I just couldn't do shit, bro. And I was like, I don't know why, man, but I was thinking about stepping in that room again, you know? I was thinking about just fucking, just fuck it all, you know? I don't know why I thought that because this meant so much to me, I think. But I want you to know something, bro. Like, I, you know, gonna get real homo here, right? <laughs> but I think about you, you know, you've helped me. This entire fucking time, every fucking day, you've been my fucking guy. And we talk, we talk on some real shit. And you know that, and I ain't gonna fucking speak that shit in front of everybody, but you know what the fuck I'm talking about. And you have helped me in the dark times to get to the next fucking place. And I love the fuck out of you, bro. And like on some real shit. And I never had a brother, but I got a whole bunch of them. And you're my motherfucking brother, bro. And you know what the fuck I do for you too. Like which fucking car are we taking? You know what I'm saying? And you know that shit. You need to know that shit, bro. This is your, this is your, this is your shit too. I think it was T-Tuck was going to go next. If not, we take Brad. I'll be quick. You know, I joined this thing for the brotherhood, man. I never had a group of uh, dudes that I really got super tight with. And uh, for whatever reason, this year financially has just been a, a, a big, dark cloud. And I'll tell you, the first dude to reach out, BJ, how can I help? My wife's in the banking business. How can she help? Bam. She's on the phone with me 10 minutes after I'm on the phone with him. Never, I didn't even know who BJ was. And this last one, which has been the darkest, the hardest, just crazy intense. This dude's reached out to me. You want to talk about brotherhood? There's some people in here that really understand it. I think there's some people that don't. And this guy ain't one of them. He's reached out to me every single week sent me a text message every week i got an hour at work if you if you need somebody to talk to so listen man whatever you need from me bro i appreciate you dude i love you and i thank you and uh you really helped keep me uh keep me in line my man so thank you so much dude you're uh you're a real you're a brother and i and i love you man and I got you whatever you need. Likewise, homie. Love you, brother. Brad, go for it. I love this fucking dude, man. This is the realest motherfucker in this whole brotherhood. It was no doubt when when uh, Ryan, you pulled that data of like who had the biggest impact on... Uh, on my networks, like it's no doubt. Far above, it's fucking this guy, dude. This guy texted me this morning. He just texted me random, like, you know, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna slump. And this guy just it like by the grace of God, I get a text from this fucking guy every so often. And it's like exactly when I need it. I don't know how he knows, man, but he's so fucking tapped in. Dude, he's, he's even done it with me, Brad. Yeah, I mean it's incredible. He me all the time. Yeah. And the first, the first meeting I had, you know, or interaction I had with them, you know, I had shoulder surgery and then I, that was recovering. Then my left started going and, uh, 
I don't even remember how he got my phone number. He just texted me. He's like, hey, man, I'm going through some physical shit. How can I help you? Here's some here's some extra exercise I've been doing. And we've connected ever since then. We had conversations on the phone. I mean, I've never met a more genuine dude than this guy. So full of love. The biggest heart I've ever seen, dude. I I, I mean, I, I might have lost for words. You're just, you're just in fucking incredible, bro. Like, I love you so much, man. Appreciate you, homie. I love you too, brother. You know that. Let's go. Let's hit Aaron. Aaron, looking lean, bro. You didn't put work in, Aaron. Look at that. Look at that, Aaron. Look at that. Look at that man right there. <laughs> I've been proud I have, man. You know what, BJ? You're a big, you're a big part of that, man. I ain't gonna lie. You've been there for me through some of my deepest. Uh, you make me emotional, man. Fuck. <laughs> uh, so, like, man, he, BJ's been there for me to help me through my macros, help me keep my shit together. And I, even though, like, I didn't fully fulfill, like, what he said to do, and I backed out of some stuff, I felt like a little biatch. <laughs> uh, and I felt like I disowned or, like, disrespected you, BJ. And I never meant to do that, but you've always been in my mind, and you've always – I know that if I call you or – dude, you, you've done that to me where you just called me out of the blue – or you sent me a message or something. It was like on a day I was like feeling like shit. And I'm like, my dude, I'm like, thank you. Like, you're the best, man. Like, you're a big inspiration, bro. Keep doing what you're doing. And I just love you, bro. Like, you're awesome, man. I, I like everything you're doing, brother. I got yep. you, homie. Yeah, one one authentic Texas motherfucker right there. Hey, don't, <laughs> yeah, don't feel, don't feel disrespected, bro. Like, man, you didn't do shit. You didn't do shit to me. Love you, brother. Hell yeah. Looks like Brian's done doing pull-ups. He'll be back to it. So let's take Brian real quick. <laughs> oh, what's up? BJ, god damn it. I don't I barely want to say anything because you're gonna make me gay. You're gonna make me cry for sure. Uh you know what you mean to me. Uh it's already been said. The times that you and I have talked, the times that you and the time that you and I initially connected. Uh, I don't remember which one of us reached out to who, but took a chance. We called each other. We pretty much instantly became brothers, sharing some stuff together. We talk frequently. You know, uh, we talk the real stuff. You know, I take a lot of pride in being one of the real ones with you. Um, I love the camaraderie. I love fucking with each other during that challenge. Made it Made it a lot of fun. Um, and man, you, you know, this, there ain't nothing I wouldn't do for you. If you said you needed me, I would get on a plane and I mean this shit right now. I'd leave work today and get on a plane and come help do whatever the hell it is you need. So I love you, bro. Yeah, that's right. Which car are we taking motherfucker? Let's go. <laughs> all right. That's all I need to know. Who's, who's driving? I got no other questions. Yeah, that's right. Love yeah, you too, man. brother. Love you too, man. All right, Josh. BJ, you already know, bro. I don't got to say nothing but love. But ain't it incredible once you start building the man? Like, you just start building this freaking armor around you. Look at this armor that you have around you, dude. And it's all from for you showing up. So I just want to let you know that, dude. And I love you. Appreciate you. You already know, man. We talk all the time. You're my boys. But look at everybody on here. Dude, we're all boys. That's fucking yeah, incredible. That's right. So, 
That's right. You. you know what's up, brother. Yeah. Blue collar bad boy right there. Love you, brother. Levi. Yo, BJ, what's up, my G? Shit, bro. I feel like I grew up with you in the fucking hood, you know? How come you ain't driving and doing burpees at the same fucking time? Hey, bro, don't tell me, bro. I start fucking doing backflips right now, dog. <laughs> nah, bro, bro. Hey, that burpee shit, dog. I remember that too. Matt Powell was talking about you fucking just moving burpees at work, bro. That shit was savage as fuck. I was like, holy fuck, bro. I need to fucking either start doing them at work or just start doing more of them. Start doing them differently. I do the Navy SEAL now. And we're going to take me out with them burpees at work in the gravel. Anyways, bro, I love you, dog. Um, let me spot your one, so. Hey, bro, thanks for your leadership, bro. It means a lot. For sure, the motherfucker like me, how to move around, you know? How to be around these tiny little homies and stuff. No, That's thank you, bro. bro. Dad, we're gonna need we're going to need you because we're going to hit a 1,000. We're going to hit tens thousands. And we're going to take over the fucking world, bro. And right now, you're, what, 24? Right? Something like that? Yeah, that's right. 24, bro. Yeah. Yeah. You understand this shit. It ain't going to stop. So keep doing your thing, bro. Love you, too. All right. Matt Quigley. What's up? I don't think I have anything other to say what everyone else has said, except you know you inspire me. You have from day one, King William. I never knew the whole queen thing. I loved hearing that shit. Now, now I understand why you're King William. But not only from, we came in together, but you were one of the first guys to just reach out to me for no reason. This just this check in on me, man. And, uh, you know, I shared a couple of weeks ago how that the connections I end up getting with guys that you get in this group is, you know, it is weird. I mean, you're not used to it. Well, I, I wasn't used to that. And it's, it is weird for us to be that way. But that's why this shit works, man. Right? That's why it's so different. And I love you, man. And you know what? I told you this too. You know, my daughter is inspired by you. She follows you on Instagram. She's, she looks at your Instagram posts, man. And she's like, look at this guy. And it's true, man. And uh, I'm so proud for you, man. And uh, I'm so glad you're in my life and you're here. And uh, I love you, man. That's all I want to say. Thanks. Yeah, bro, you don't you don't realize this either. We came in the same time, but you you pushed me as well because I'm like, man, this motherfucker, you know, he's like 54 or whatever. You got that wide, you got that like wide body frame. You got them fucking abs and shit, just popping that shit at 50 something, and you're traveling. That I told you on your Zoom, that shit should be champion, bro. That shit ain't easy because you got some guys still whining about some bullshit, and you were traveling at 50 something and was able to pull that shit off like a fucking savage. So. I was riding with you and to watch you do it in real time was like extra special too. You know, it hits different when you're, when you're doing that with somebody in real time. So fuck yeah, bro. Love you too, brother. Hell yeah. Let's take Isaias and then Vinny. BJ, my brother, you got the top three best fucking transformations I've ever seen, brother, inside and outside of this program. It's fucking huge and it's fucking wild, man. I just got to say that I fucking love you. In my darkest times inside the program, I gave a call to BJ. And this motherfucker just gave me a lift like nobody else had ever lived me. I, I think the only people that has lived me as well as him is just Ryan. You know, these guys, he just, he skyrocketed me to the, to the, to the ceiling, man. 
you know, there's two people, BJ, that inspired me to hit Guzix, and one of them was you. I was talking about all the systems that I've got because they're personal to me, and you said, yo, um, if you're not hitting Guzix every day, then you should tap into that. And I was like, okay, I'll do it. And thanks to you, man, my nutrition changed, my relationship with food changed. You've been such a fucking inspiration for me, bro. I, my words may no justice. And there's something huge for me that I see in you, which is that the spiritual side that you get through this program, man. And I remember Asum when you talk about when you talked about feeling your father present, right? You were on the stairs, I think you were doing something. And it just resonated with me. And I just want to say that look at you, man. BJ is looking fucking lean. And I know for a fact you're that's fucking proud, man. We fucking love you. This place would not be the same without you. And to be honest, at this point, I'm not sure if you got into a time machine, man, but you crushed it, bro. You crushed it, man. Fucking love you, man. No, bro. I, I love you too. But hey, there ain't no time machine. It's 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 in every single one of you guys. It's in all of us, bro. It's like we all just have to figure out how to attach meaning to the pain, circulate in the divine synergy that is this group, Stop being a bitch, you know, quit worrying about all the little things like have the abundance mindset. The other like there's an identity shift for you somewhere on the other side. So a lot of you guys get stuck into relating to who the fuck you are today or yesterday. And you guys just sit there and then you wonder why you're not moving and you're not attaching yourself to the fucking identity of the higher 10.0 fucking version of yourself tomorrow or the next day. And if you're not chasing that, then you're fucking losing. I mean, flat out, you know, and there ain't no fucking time, bro. We ain't promised tomorrow. You know, we're not. And I can't personally tap into that mindset every day, but that shit's real, bro. And like when you've had pain and you've had losses and what you're talking about, I was running them 42 steps at the uh, railroad uh, track. And uh, I that's when I went off on the Zoom. I was crying like I was pregnant. And I realized that there's no such thing as endorphins. So endorphins is just a scientific explanation of what the Holy Spirit actually is, in my opinion. So the body and the mind and the soul is connected, right? And everybody talks about this endorphins and shit. And yeah, that's really cute. But when you actually push yourself and you get to that kind of a level, bro, that is not endorphins. That is the Holy Spirit getting ready to tap you on the forehead as you are suffering, just like he did. When he carried that cross, that's exactly what the fuck you're doing here. And you guys don't have to get all Jesus and shit. Like I, I, I'm spiritual. I know, I know what I, what I am. But let me explain to you something. I think Ryan was talking about that. You know, we are pulling guys out of the darkness just like he did. Like I was in the darkness still. I, I know, and you guys should know too that you can go right back there the very next fucking day, which is all the more reason to stop being a bitch. Realize why the fuck you're here, realize your purpose, find your why, and attach meaning to that higher version of yourself tomorrow that you're going to go get that shit and stop worrying about who the fuck you are two hours ago. That doesn't matter. The The response time, like Ryan always talks about, it's that little moment of time. That little moment of time. You can take a left, you can take a right. You take a left, you're going to be swimming back upstream to try to go right. You got people in the boat with you, they'll help you paddle that way. But if you can figure it out on the on your own, then you can save the other guys from going to the left. And it's how that that's how that shit works. I got some crazy fucking thoughts. Don't get me going. Love you, brother. Let's go. Let's go.
All right, Vinny, hit it. Hey, uh, I'm I just uh I'm I'm pretty brand new. Um about four weeks. Um No you're and, not. Uh, no you're not. I uh, you know I'm I'm terrible at uh at being on camera and uh I couldn't I had I had to step up uh right now. Um but uh you know I've been uh I've been you know I'm I was in decent shape when I joined the program. Um you know, I was trying to, you know, macros and, and physical fitness and, and everything because I was going through hard times in my marriage, two kids, two young kids. But um, I, uh, you know, got put in the squad. I, I joined Superhuman Fathers because I needed some support, felt alone, got put into PJ squad and, uh, you know, ended up just, you know, reaching out to him and, you um, short short time but every i everything you everybody thing everybody said is uh in this short time i already knew and um you know one of the hardest times you know in my life and uh i'm doing okay you know because bj support you know reaching out on a daily basis uh you know and just you know just uh being the the man that all you guys know him to be and um I just wanted to say thank you, and uh, you know, I know uh, BJ's a rep representation of everybody here. So uh, I'm I'm just grateful for everyone. I'm grateful for BJ, and uh, can uh, you know, what, just like I said, I couldn't be doing uh, as well as I am without the support from uh, my squad leaders and uh, everybody here. So um, thank you, BJ, and. Uh, I just also, I did reach out to him one day. I just wanted to share this. I said, I texted him and I said, uh, you know, I feel like, uh, you know, I've known you for a long time. I feel like, you know, I got, you know, your father, your brother and your best friend. And, uh, you know, it was true. And I'm just uh, extremely grateful. I can't say that enough. So thank you. No, bro. Thank you. Appreciate you. You already know, bro. And like, like we talk about with the marriage thing, bro. It ain't easy, but you have to try to figure out how to create that man that can lose it all. So we're all scared. We're all fucking fearful of that thing that could happen. But are you ready for it? And you got to, that's what you're training for when we're talking about the relationship stuff, right? So you've got, I mean, you've got to form an undeniable fucking savage and you're in the right place, bro. Love you. Love you. <laughs> Spitting fire. Damn, this is good. All right. Well, Brian, if you still have something you want to say to, to BJ, there's time, dude. Hit it. And if not, if Kyle's in here, Kyle, speak up, dude. <laughs> nope, let, let Kyle have it. He needs his turn. You didn't hear Kyle? I don't know. I was I'm driving, so I didn't see. He was in here for a moment. I was like, his head no, was I've exploding. Been, I've been here every every. <laughs> his fucking... head was exploding. Just I've been here every thing. fucking second. I've been here every fucking <laughs> second of the whole thing. Uh, I'm actually speechless. Um, honestly, uh, all I can really say to you, King William, from one king to another, brother. Oh my God, I'm so proud of you. You just fucking burnt their faces off, man. Nobody has an excuse. Nobody. Fuck your excuses. 
King Williams here, man. We we can't stop. We can't. I mean, fuck, dude. Look, look, look at every excuse in the book, man. I mean, what else is there to say? Anyone on here, and and I know a lot of motherfuckers are gonna listen to this after. You know, you're lying to yourself. You know it. You're full of fucking lies and excuses. And you've got a beacon now who just took it all away. All of it. And why? Look at the fucking results. We love results here. The rest of the world likes to tell you it's okay. It's hard. I know. Oh, poor baby. Fuck you. We get results, period. That's it. We win everything, every time. Because we will never stop. We're most consistent motherfuckers on the planet. We're the most disciplined fathers that exist in the universe. That's who we are. That is superhuman fathers. And King William, you are a superhuman father, man. Welcome to the fucking ranks, dude. You took it. You took the fucking crown and you deserve it. That's all I got. What a way to end it, brother. BJ, any last words, brother? Don't be a bitch. Love you guys. Let's go! Woo! Let's go, BJ! We love you, bro. Way to bring it. Peace. Hell yeah. Peace. I hope you enjoyed this transformation from superhuman fathers. And one thing I want you to know is that anyone can do this. Yes, even you. Go to superhumanfathers.com and apply for the brotherhood right now. Next time on Superhuman Fathers Transformation Podcast. Consistency. Like, my wife and I run our own business, and we've always been pretty pretty good at it, you know, because we like people and we're hard workers. But what's been lacking for many, many years is consistency. You and Kyle say this all the time, but if you can be consistent in your food, you can be consistent in your workout, you can be consistent in your work, you know, you can be consistent with your kids. And so, over the last seven months, I would say I didn't start right off the gate, but um, you know, my business is closed, you know, because I've done more consistent work.